Hey, hey. What's up? Oh, wait. No, that was last episode. Yeah, don't do that again. <laughs> hey, and welcome to Death Cakes number 41.5. Yes, yes. This is the uh, final capper on our uh, MTV. Yeah, which we meant to do um, actually in between MTV and Michael Jackson, but uh, of course with the untimely death of Fife Dog, we uh, sort of uh, moved everything around. Right, which uh, in a sad coincidence, it all tied into music anyway. So yeah. Um, yeah. So but, but mean, speaking of, oh, good. Well, I was gonna say th- this is just as good of of a cap uh, since Michael Jackson was so heavy in the MTV and yes. the state is MTV, so. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the state, but you mentioned Michael Jackson. I was just going to, speaking of Michael Jackson real quick, there's a couple of corrections I want to make about that episode. Um, Number one, uh, we were talking about the uh, production shift in Dangerous. That was actually, it it wasn't Jammin' Lewis. We were thinking about Janet, of course. Um, It was Teddy Riley. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, is the, uh, you know, which is the whole reason it took on that whole New Jack swing. Jam. (laughs) It's one for me to jam. (laughs) He ain't that song called Jam on it. You know? <laughs> the video that had Michael Jordan in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he was schooling Mike on the uh, court, but then Mike couldn't dance at all. Didn't that song have Biggie on it, too? No, that was on the History album. Oh, okay. Nah, Biggie wasn't uh, He wasn't out yet. He was on the History album. Um, uh, and, yeah, yeah, so it was Teddy Riley, and that's the whole reason why that album, to me, it just... It doesn't have the timelessness of this other work because, I mean, it got stale pretty quick. Yeah. You know, um, it, I've mentioned in an old episode, I mean, it has a place in my heart um, sometimes, you know, just because I remember it in the fifth grade, but I don't, that's not an album I go back to a lot. In fact, hardly ever. Um, the other thing is I was talking about Come Together at the end, mm-hmm. I was talking about the covers, and... Man, I since then okay, I went and listened to that Supreme the Supremes version. And it is not it's not as good as I remember. <laughs> In fact it kinda sucks. Um I think it's because it is the first version I ever heard of that song, so that's why I remembered it being good, but I listened to it after that episode and no it's not. So Mike's version is better than theirs, I'll give him that. In fact, way better. And then Another question I forgot to ask because we were talking about when he died, but I forgot to ask you: What is your favorite Michael Jackson album? Um, I don't know if I mentioned this in the show. I meant to, but I yeah, so did I. And I I um, never actually owned any Michael Jackson albums. With the ex- I bought uh, History, but that was more for the greatest hits on the second CD than it was, you know, for the newer stuff. Really? But I don't... I I never really owned one. So, I I don't... I can't give you a good answer on that one. Oh, wow. But even just, like, just going back to them, I mean, you don't... I guess you never listened to them in enough, uh... I never listened... You know, I, I listened to, to the ones that are on the radio. I never really heard any of the deep cuts. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I I don't know if that takes 
takes away from my blackness, but shit. I, no, just watch a few episodes of Dragon Ball. You'll get it right back. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I was going to say, you know, my favorite is actually Off the Wall. Um, yeah, that was his first solo album. I, um, or, you know, uh, post Jackson's anyway. Uh, and I mean, it, it's, 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 and it's interesting. I mean, just because it is, I mean, all his first three albums, definitely those are the ones that I like. The, I mean, you know, I think, you know, everybody's got to have those, um, in their collection. But, um, of those three, I mean, that's the one that's definitely still rooted in the whole disco sound. Yeah. But the way he was, I mean, just, you know, like rock with you and, uh, I mean, the off the wall title track and, of course, um, uh, it was PYT uh, on there? Uh, yes. Wait. PYT. Yeah. Wait a minute. Pretty oh, I'm tripping. Thing. You got me. You got me bugging. I think. Yeah, I think it is. I'm tripping. I I, I want to say. I almost thought it was on Thriller, but maybe not. No, it's on Off the Wall. Yeah, I I think Thriller may be my favorite. Now that I really think about it, and I'm looking at the mm-hmm. track lists here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think Thriller. Maybe my, my, my joint. Mm-hmm. Oh nope, nope. Pyt is on Thriller. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bugging, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Off the wall for whatever reason. Uh, I that one. That's my favorite. I just always go back to that one. It just uh, it's very uh, like I said, it's very much still rooted in the disco. I mean, it came out in '79, so of course. You know, but uh, those tracks right there, just like to me, that's just like some of the best. Like I hear that, and I just I just grew out to that all day. So yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, and of course, I already mentioned what happens with Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. You know, anytime that comes on, <laughs> you know what you got to do. <laughs> Burn this disco out, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that's uh, all I had to say about uh on that topic. Yeah. Um, I thought I had a correction, but I don't remember it. So we'll just uh, move on, I guess. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Like we talked about in our MTV episode, the state was uh, a sketch comedy show mm-hmm. that uh, was on MTV. It was, you know, sort of MTV's version of Saturday Night Live. Um, yeah, I always called it. <laughs> I always called it the uh, "Living Color" minus the color. <laughs> it was all yeah. white people. Yeah, but I mean, I think it was even more subversive than "In Living Color" was. You know, because in "In Living Color," you know, they did a lot of of like off the wall kind of stuff, but there's a lot of message. You know, because it's a, a Kenny and Ivory Wayne thing. The state is more. It, it's the state. I would say is the beginning of that alt comedy thing that you see now, where it's just really kind of off the wall and off kilter and just kind of bizarre. Very much ahead of its time, kind of like a, oh yeah, kind of like, like Get a Life. Yeah, definitely. Which we mentioned before, you know, it's just that alt comedy really wasn't. I mean, it is everywhere now, but it wasn't such a. It wasn't a big thing in in the nineties, early nineties. Hmm. And and the weird thing was, I mean, the the show was was a uh, made you know targeting a teenage audience. The cast was a bunch of twenty somethings, 
who, you know, basically they did everything. They wrote the show, directed, edited. You know, it was just this comedy troupe and they, you know, put on the show. Yep. And um, I think all seasons are on um, Hulu. Hulu, yep. Right now. But you can also, well, I mean, I guess we'll get (laughs) to that in the plug section, but, you know, you can buy the whole series on DVD as well. Yeah, there was a time, um, when they first put it on DVD, I always meant to pick it up and then never did, and I still don't, but I'm going to do it, because that's the kind of stuff I like to have. It's cheap on Amazon, it's like 18 bucks. Nice. Yeah. But, um, anyway, what is the state? I mean, you know, that, why was it we, called the state? Do you know? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And just looking at the internet Bible here, it doesn't really say why. Hmm. Okay. No, just a question I've always had. And I, I, I think it was it. just the name of their little improv. Group. I didn't think. Yeah, you know, I never thought of that either. But okay. Um. But let's see. I mean, yeah. Um. It was a, a sketch show, and you know, we had talked about do- doing like a full episode on it, but time got in the way so we're just going to do a mini so we're going to talk about you know some of the more memorable sketches and then you know our favorite and then we will favorites and then we'll we'll get out of your hair for tonight but um i mean the if you grew up in the 90s the the show aired from 1993 to 1995 on mtv and then it was incredibly popular and for God knows what reason, CBS decided to purchase it. Purchase the rights from MTV. Even though CBS owns MTV, um, CBS decided to to you know, take over the show and pull it over to primetime network TV. And it failed. And I don't remember that at all. If I, I remember, we talked about this before, but I yeah, it. Um, Where did that happen? Ninety-five or ninety-six. Mm. It aired primetime in nineteen ninety-five. Okay, now according to Wikipedia, there it says on the troops' official FAQ page, the show was never canceled when it went to CBS. Uh, CBS wanted to do a a uh, a version of the show on CBS to go up against Saturday Night Live. Okay, so that they, was strike one. Yeah, they tested the waters by doing a all-star Halloween special is what they called it, which, which aired in primetime on uh, CBS. And it got really low ratings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, CBS didn't pick up the show for any further um, shows. 
and MTV did offer to uh, okay here I'm reading and talking at the same time which I shouldn't do <laughs> but okay um, they, they went to CBS because CBS said hey let, let's put on the show you know, against uh, Saturday Night Live they decided to test the waters with doing this Halloween special which failed um, since they had signed a contract with CBS they decided they weren't going to go back to MTV against their agent's wishes their agent uh, said no stick with MTV you need to stay here they decided to go to CBS anyway um, it failed so CBS didn't order any more episodes of it and you know that they had already passed up MTV so they decided to go their own separate way I see you know and you know I know we're just saying Satan them and they um, a lot of these people you probably know and have seen on other shows you know as of now um, I, I guess we can get into that real quick at the end but their um, their biggest probably sketches and memorable characters would be um, I can't find the dude's name uh, what's his name it, it, it was this one guy who, who would show up at a party and uh, <laughs> Louis yeah yeah Louis I knew exactly what you would say when you said he, party yep he, he he would show up at a party <laughs> and and everyone waited for Louis to show up because he would do this one thing and the one thing was, hey, where's the punch bowl or where's whatever? I want to stick my balls in it. <laughs> I like to dip my balls in it. Hey, everybody. Why so glum? Louie's going to be here tonight. Hi, everybody. It's Louie. He's coming down the wall. Hey, everybody. Something to drink. I do. What is it? It's uh, orange juice. Orange juice. Hey, I want to dip my balls in it. Yeah! Yeah! Who's got a bowl of something? I do. What's in it? Oatmeal. 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 I want to dip my balls in it. Yeah! Are there any hors d'oeuvres? Caviar. Red or black? Black. I ah, hell, who gives a damn? I want to dip my balls! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then one of the other... I mean, one of the other ones was... Uh, uh, Doug. I, I think that's probably the most popular oh, one. Dougie? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Doug, which was played by Michael Showalter. And he's playing the typical uh, Gen X teen, mm-hmm. you know, the just angsty and whatever. And Doug was funny because because uh, Doug was, you know, all like we were in the 90s, all anti-establishment. And, you know, our baby boomer parents aren't cool and we just want to, you know, rebel and whatever. But his parents were were actually really cool <laughs> even <laughs> though even though they, they dressed sort of straight laced and stuff like 
you'd find out that the dad used to be a, a roadie for Leonard Skinner or something, and what was a hell's angel, and and the parents would let would offer to buy beer and drugs for Doug and his <laughs> friends, and Doug's catchphrase was always, "I'm Doug, and I'm out of here." <laughs> and he'd stretch out here really long, and, and, and the sketch always ended with uh, with Doug getting frustrated with his parents and storming out, but then his friends deciding to stay at home right. with his parents, with his parents. <laughs> because his parents would be offering him pot brownies and shit. Mm-hmm. Are these your cigarettes? Yeah. And what if they are? are you gonna send me out to Grandma's house so that she can teach me pinochle and make me bland? <laughs> no. Can I bum one? Oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. No, Dad, no. Like, like bumming a smoke from Doug, it's going to make things copacetic twixt me and you. I'm Doug, and you're Dad. Teens and adults don't mix. Forget it, I'm out of I'm out of here. Doug, what is your problem? I don't have a problem. That's my problem. You're too cool, Dad, and it makes me sick. You want me to sell my hog and quit the Hells Angels? Is that it, Doug? Just do whatever, Dad. I'm out of here. Come on, guys. Let's go. Doug, I think we're going to hang here with your dad if that's cool. (laughs) Maybe we could um, catch up with you later or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Do whatever. I'm out of (laughs) here. Yeah, man. You know, there was another episode um, where I guess he had... uh, it was like an imagination where he's like uh, thinking about himself in the future and having kids and uh, he's still doing the same thing and he's got a son and he's like man, he tries to do the same like he has his own catchphrase but but he, he, he can't settle on one so he like comes up with different ones because he didn't want to use I'm out of here like his dad right. and so and I just remember this one where he <laughs> he said something and then another time he's like I'm making a beeline for the door. <laughs> it's like, hey, pick one catchphrase and stick with it. <laughs> you know, but, but then, uh, you know, um, I got a few favorites that definitely come to mind. Uh, one was uh, the one when they did The Last Supper. And, oh, and, I and they're sitting there, you know, going through the Last Supper, you know, the you know, everything, and then uh, I forget who was playing Jesus. I think it might have been Thomas Lennon, but uh, they're sitting there, and he's like, uh, he's like, hey, what are, what are you guys whispering about over there? He was, this is pretty important. This is gonna be in the Bible. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> like, well, we can't start yet. We're 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 uh, not. Everyone's not here. He's like, what do you mean? Everybody goes through everybody's name. He's like. Oh damn! It. Who invited Louis? And then all of a sudden you can see Louis walk in. I want to dip my balls in it. Where's the Red Sea? I want to dip my balls in it. And everybody leaves and goes, follows Louis out of there. And so when the uh, when the centurions come and uh, we all the Romans, they come to uh, take Jesus. Like we're here for Jesus of Nazareth. Do you know where he is? Like, yeah, he's down by the Red Sea talking about his balls. <laughs> um, there was uh. Let me see. Is Michael Ian Black? Who? Okay. There were a couple. It was him and I can never remember this guy's name for the life of me. I forget so many of their names. It was the red, the redhead guy. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah. Um. 
I want to say it's Kevin Allison. Kevin Allison. That's there we go. Anyway, <laughs> he was the Kevin Allison was the mailman. And you see him coming and drop off. He puts something in the mailbox, and Michael Liam Black stops him before he walks away. He's like, "Hey, hi there, howdy. You're our mailman, right? Yes, sir." So you're the one who's been delivering tacos to us every day. How you like them? Oh, yeah, I love them. They're really, really great tacos. But I'll, I'll tell you, uh... Jake, Jake. I'll tell you, Jake. The wife and I noticed that uh, since the tacos started coming, the mail doesn't so much come as often or at all. Jake, what I'm getting at is, where's our mail? Yeah, you want to know about the mail. Here's the mail situation. I can't fit both the mail and the tacos in the bag. It's hard enough fitting the tacos. I'll level with you. These bags weren't designed for tacos. That's kind of what I'm getting at, Jake. Well, don't tell me you're having a problem with the tacos, huh? Jake. I love the tacos. Okay. They, they're maybe the best tacos I've ever had. It's just that, well, I think if I had to choose between the tacos and the mail, I'd have to choose the mail. Okay, uh, I'm going to take a breath here. I'm afraid you might be saying something you don't quite mean. What I'm hearing is you don't want the tacos. Great tacos today, Jake. Jake, you have to bring the mail. If we want tacos, we can always go to Taco Shack. You're not going to eat that crap, are you? Jake, if I miss my mail, I don't pay my bills, and I could lose my house. Oh, so your concern is the importance of getting your mail. Yes. Well, bills and stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you know, you're right. I'm sorry. I just don't have the same passion for delivering mail as I do for making and distributing tacos. You know, I, I quit. I don't know what I'm going to do. Wait, Jake, you could probably get a job selling tacos to customers on a voluntary basis. Listen, I just died inside and I don't really feel like talking. So is he going to start delivering our mail now? I don't know, sweetheart. But I do know this. That was the longest conversation I've ever had. <laughs> and he tells his wife, like, what happened. And then the mailbox starts moving. You see, and he goes, goodbye, mailbox. And the, the mailbox walked away. And I'm like, that's, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. They would do really strange stuff. You have to catch... You would, that, that you wouldn't really catch or understand why they did it. Like... It was another one where um, they were. It, it, was, it was maybe like a two-minute long sketch too. It was really quick, um, and uh, it was the kids. They had done a play about the four fruit groups, and this, this is at the end of the play. So that's a big hand for our second-grade class in their show, the Far Food Groups. They did it all themselves. Matt and Susie painted the sets, and they were beautiful. Stephen and Wendy did the costumes, and they were great. And little Billy wrote the script, which I felt was trite, derivative, very slow, and fell completely apart in the third act. I agree. Where was the conflict? Where were the likable characters? 
I wouldn't wipe my ass with Billy Johnson's The Four Food Groups. Clearly, he has never read Ethel Fugard's Demitas. You've disgraced your school and your family, you miserable little no-talent hack. Go stand in the corner. Oh, God. And you want to talk about out there things. One of my my all-time favorite sketches of all from any any sketch show ever was they they were having a dinner party one time and and they they were sitting there eating and uh, the wife well there there was only one girl in the whole cast and that was uh, Carrie Kenny yep who um, whose father you may actually know um, and if you don't know let me play his voice That's right. Her father is none other than Lion O from the Thundercats, <laughs> uh, Larry Kenny. But uh, Carrie Kent and he's the wife, yeah. and then one of yeah, the she's the only uh, woman in the cast. And so there's a lot of Monty Python style cross dressing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you both so much for finally oh. having us over to your new place. Well, well, we are so happy you could be here. I'm going to the kitchen when anybody like anything else. Yeah, yeah. Can I get some more of this uh, neon blue? I think it's meat. Sure, Bob. What is it? It's terrific. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We never had any until we moved to the area, but now we are hooked. Is it fish? No, it's Muppet. I'll be darned. I didn't know you could eat Muppet. Well, yeah, it was Steve's idea. We backed over one our first night here. Huh. Yeah, a little guy was learning his numbers off the license plate, and it seemed like a waste to bury it, so uh-huh. I said, hey, let's fry it up. <laughs> waste not one, not right, Steve? That's right. Oh, that's exactly. awful, eating run-over Muppet. Oh, no, we didn't run over this one. Steve's become quite the hunter, haven't you, sweetie? Honey. Why don't you show him? All right. Come on, Steve. Ah, Montag okay. is cheap. What do you got? Let's show us. Come I sure could use some help counting to four. Mm, well, we can start by counting the legs on your table. Oh no. Now I'll never know how many legs the table has. <laughs> I still got it. Hey, they got a lot of meat on them. Oh, but that's a green one. Try for a blue one, Steve. We only have red wine. Oh, can I try? Uh, would that be okay? Sure, yeah. Oh, I want to give it a shot. Uh, gee, the bus station is far. I wonder what's near. Near. Show us far. Yikes. I was full anyway. <laughs> Why don't you take one home as a pet? That's a great Your idea. Your kids will love it. Okay. Boy, I sure do wish I knew how to tie my shoes. I may trip. I wonder what words start with the letter O. I wonder. Well, let's sing the O song then. And I think it'll help you tie your shoes, too. Did you know that I love that letter O? Tie up my old... I'm not taking that home to my son, because I'll end up cleaning up after it. Hey, let's sing a song about Oregon. Oh, 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 oh. Stay for dessert? Sure. Always have room for that. I mean, we're just talking with some of our favorites, but 
Um, I mean, you're going to have to go back and just watch the show. And again, it's on Hulu. It's only two seasons long. You can get through it in a couple of days. Yeah, I think that Halloween special might be on there, too. Maybe. I haven't checked that. I don't know that. Now, but I watched them. Um, it was on Net- it was on Netflix a few years ago, and I watched the whole thing like twice through, <laughs> like when it came back on Netflix. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff was on YouTube too. I mean, you know, but uh, yeah, you'll find some some of the uh, sketches on YouTube. Yeah. Um, let me see. There was a oh god, there was one I wanted to talk about. Oh, where uh, it was a talk show. It was called the Leonard Harris Show, and. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he's like yeah i've got a guest he said it he said he's got a problem that's tearing his family apart my guest ross is blind in fact he cannot see at all <laughs> next on the letter hair show so then the music comes on he's like ross he's like asking him like uh you know he's, he's asking him about his blindness or whatever he's like He's like, how many fingers am I holding up right now? And no, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, uh, he said, he said, so you can't, you can't see me. He's like, no, I can't. So you can't see me standing right here. He's like, <laughs> no. He's like, how many fingers am I holding up, Ross? He's like, well, I'm blind, so I can't answer the question, Ross. He's like, I don't know. He said, so not only are you blind, but you're so stupid you can't even count to four. I don't believe this. Let me go take some questions. So <laughs> so he goes to the crowd, and the guy's like, yeah, uh. Uh, what do you? How do you feel about not being able to reproduce with the opposite sex? It's like, well, I have a, I have a wife and and several kids. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. He's like, <laughs> one guy's like, yeah, I think you should get a job and stop feeding off the public dome. And everybody starts clapping. I was like, like <laughs> I have a job. I have to, he tells us what his job is, and then just people just going through and that, just saying stupid things. You got people, people do have no idea what it's like to be blind. And then Michael, Michael Ian Black, man, for the love of God, he goes, he's like. Yeah, uh, if I was blind, I think I would like try to learn how to see or something. And everybody yeah. just starts clapping. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, Ross, you make me sick. Okay, now I've got uh, doctors, whatever his name is, is Thomas Lennon, and he's like, uh, he's like, he's an expert on blindness. He's like, yes, I recommend reading my book. It's called Coping with Blindness, and it'll blah blah blah. And then so the guy goes like, is it in braille? He's like, what? No, it's not in Braille. It's in English, the language of the USA. And if you don't like it, why don't you just go the hell back to where you came from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. And then, uh, okay, and this one, I'm just going to have you play it. Uh, and it was called uh, <laughs> it's the, the Sideways House Family. They live in a sideways house with slanted doors and walls. They live in a sideways house, and it drives them up the walls. Hi, I'm home. Ow! Ow! Hi, Dad. Oh, I think I broke my arm. Damn, the sideways house! Jack, I have something to tell you. What is it? Petey is dead. Oh, yeah. He fell all the way from the bathroom and broke his neck. Oh, God. no. Not my boy. Don't let my boy be dead. Hey, all. How's everything in this crazy sideways house? Awful. Well, come on. It's a little funny. I mean, your house. It's sideways. It's not funny. It's dangerous. 
My boy is dead and this house killed him as it will kill every last one of us! Whoa. <laughs> oh, Dude. shit. Oh, man. Oh. But, okay, so if you had to pick a favorite, I mean, you are, from, from what I've been talking to, you know, some of the descriptions of some of my favorite uh, sketches, you can already tell. My two favorites on there were uh, were Michael Ian Black and uh, Thomas Lennon, easily. Mm-hmm. They had me dying the most, just just their their timing was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, Thomas Lennon is probably my favorite. Thomas and uh, uh, Ben Grant, they, they were really good together oh, as yeah. well. Which, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, all these guys, after the state was canceled, uh, a couple years later, um, Thomas Lennon, Michael Ian Black, and Kerry Kenny all came back on... Uh, Comedy Central with Viva Variety, which was yes. kind of like a, it, it was a weird kind of uh, spoof of like an international talent show kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That lasted for a couple seasons, and then they went away, and then uh, came back again with Reno Nine One One, which was created by Thomas and Ben Grant, and um. All of the state pretty much showed up on there from time, yeah. e- either as as full on characters, or they they would just be there, um, you know, main characters, or they, they would be there as uh, as cameos, playing yeah. di- different different uh, bit parts. Yeah, I think it's just about everybody from the show ended up on there at some point or another. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah the either, either the show, up. and they, they definitely all were in the movie. Um, yes. Was it Reno nine one one Miami? Miami, yeah. They all showed up in the movie in some some way or another. Yeah, they were in there. But um, yeah, like I said, you you may not have seen the state, but you probably know these people from outside there because they've all been pretty. Well, I'd say about half of them have been pretty successful, either in front or behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I said. Uh, Thomas Lennon, he's on a network show right now. He's on that that new version of The Odd Couple. Um, Thomas Lennon and Ben Grant are writing partners, and they actually wrote all three Night at the Museum movies. Oh, that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, Joe Lou Truglio is on... uh, uh, What's that show on, on Fox... With uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, he, he's on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Michael Showalter and Michael Ian Black had a, a podcast, a couple of different podcasts together. Um, Michael Ian Black is hosting a game show now on some channel. Um, Ken Marino is on is on Children's Hospital and a couple other th- things. David Wayne is a big time director now. Um, doing comedy movies and he directs TV shows and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they they're all just you know sort of writers and directors, and I think some of them do stand up. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, they do, they do stand up. Then also, um, uh, Michael Ian Black, Michael Showalter, and David Wayne, they were um, they had that show Stella. 
that was on uh, oh, Comedy yeah. Central over like really short lived. I think it was only around for about a couple months. Yeah, it was unfortunate. It was <clears throat> see again, you know, even even then, you know, that alt comedy still hadn't really taken hold. Mm-mm. Like you know, if it come out today, I think it would have been a bigger hit. But you know. yeah, oh, and and uh, Michael Ian Black and and Show Walter had a show on Comedy Central too. Yep, Michael and Michael have issues. Yeah, that was yep. fairly recent. Yeah, and that lasted two seasons, didn't it? Mm-hmm. One or two, yeah. Actually, no, no. Actually, oh, only last right one. Now. No, it only lasted seven episodes. Really? Jeez, I thought it went longer because I thought that, that was a good show. It was. And the, I was alt, you know, that was right in, you know, the alt comedy heydays. That should have been. Um, and, and and if if you don't know what alt comedy is, like any of. Zach Galifianakis' stand-up or uh, Jim Gaffigan um, Sarah Silverman uh, what, what's that blonde chick that's big now um, she's on the Bud Light oh, commercials uh, uh, what the hell's her name Schumer uh, yeah Amy Schumer, Amy those, Schumer. those are all considered alt-comedians yeah I mean even yeah. um, even Larry David yeah, comedian because uh, I mean Seinfeld and um, that was him. You know, I mean, he, well, it was still pretty alt in its way, but that was him really changing uh, his style up a lot because he started off in stand up and no one got his old shit. He would cuss the crowd all the time like <laughs> you guys are fucking stupid, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was on this. If you remember uh, Fridays on NBC, yeah, yeah, where like a lot of, or you know. Um, where uh, uh, um, Julia Louis Dreyfus and uh, some other people again that got started on Fridays, you know, and then a lot of them ended up on Seinfeld as uh, cam- as characters. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, even that, you know, we had a lot of those elements in there. So Chris Elliott, like we mentioned already, yeah, yeah, which uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's the state and. You know, you're probably going to hear several sketches <laughs> yeah. in the midst of this, but uh, we, just in the interest of time, we decided not to do a full episode, so we're just uh, throwing this on the mini. Yep, and that concludes our uh, MTV uh, block, block, or <laughs> MTV block interlude, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, or MTV, MTV block. That works. Whatever you want to call it, you know. But yeah, but uh, yeah. So we got another block coming up here pretty soon uh well you know directly after this so uh stay tuned for that not a movie block don't worry no 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 not at all (laughs) it's uh pretty interesting um the way we executed it but uh it's been an up and down as far as the experience of what i had to go through to get to get it done (laughs) and what i've had to watch it's some enjoyment a lot of frustration (laughs) to get to like the gems but uh you know you'll find out what that is pretty soon yeah yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to close the show with another one of my favorite sketches, and that is Ben Grant and, or is it Joe Lou Trulio? I don't remember. As a talk show host interviewing uh, anthropologist, scientist, Thomas Lennon, talking about his <laughs> new extreme, <laughs> his, his radical new science, monkey torture. Oh, God.
Barry Lutz here with the Barry Lutz Show. My guest tonight is Dr. Martin Crank, America's foremost primate zoologist. Good evening. Dr. Crank, in your many years of primate research, you've developed uh, a whole... Research is such a restrictive term. I feel I've opened up a whole new arena of experimentation, which I call monkey torture. Monkey torture. <laughs> and what exactly does this process entail? Well, first I lure monkeys into my apartment with bananas. <laughs> then they fall through a trap door into my secret lair where they undergo extensive monkey torture. The rack, bamboo shoots, hot water strap based in. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's psychological. Psychological. Torture. For example, uh, well, uh, I have this one monkey whose name is Bongo, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes I'll pretend like he's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be right there, yeah. and I'll say, uh, mm, boy, I sure miss Bongo ever since he died. <laughs> you know, and I'll pretend that I can't see him. <laughs> Another really good one is uh, sometimes I'll pretend like I'm going to set them free. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I'll drive the car right up to the edge of the jungle and stop. Yeah. Right? And then I turn the car right back around. <laughs> right back to my secret lair. <laughs> Dr. Crank, what have you learned from your many years of monkey torture? They hate it. The whole being tortured bit drives them nuts. I understand you've had a lot of trouble getting funding lately. Oh, oh, recently, yes. Yes, this country is full of what I call bleeding-heart liberals, who I guess are turned off by the idea of torturing monkeys for no good reason. I guess all I can say is sorry. I'm the bad guy. Do you, do you have any advice? Do you have any advice, Dr. Crank, for any young people who might be watching the show and interested in pursuing a career in monkey torture? Yes, I'd say uh, get a monkey and torture the hell out of it. Yeah. 